This is Lita Curry for Talent Talks. And today I'm in conversation with Jules Newton. Jules is the director and founder for Avocado Vision. And she describes herself as a social entrepreneur, always looking for new ways of building our country. Jules, thank you very much for your time today. Hi, Lita. Thanks. I'd like to chat to you about the COVID-19 communication drive that Avocado Vision has been involved in for the last couple of weeks. What does that entail? Lisa, you know, our sort of one of our key pieces that we do is community education. And for 15 years now, we've had uh, community training partners who are embedded in the communities that they train, who have been delivering all sorts of life decision-making type of, of messaging, uh, financial literacy education and uh, environmental behavior and so on. So, so our major way of being is being in classrooms in countries across at least in, in, in the communities across South Africa. So, of course, with COVID uh, coming in the way that it has, that's obviously we've, we've had to retract from the classrooms. We can't obviously continue doing what we're doing. But I think we wanted to use what we had as an organization um, to try and see how we could support the COVID effort. And, uh, you know, our training partners have literally, in those communities, they've probably trained thousands and thousands of people each. They've got huge networks. And they're embedded there locally, and they themselves were frustrated at the kind of behavior that they were seeing around them. So, you know, we partnered um, with uh, Stickmen to help draw pictures and create memes that would talk into the zeitgeist. Our trainers were telling us what was going on in the field around what people were thinking and what they were struggling with. And, uh you know, and, and you know, when they were when lots of people were thinking it's a white person's disease only, black people are not gonna get it and, and those kinds of myths circulating, they would feed that kind of, of intelligence to us. And then we would respond with our team with pictures and memes that would try and influence not just telling people what to do, but actually connecting with them at the why. You know, if you can change the way people think about something, you change the way they feel and therefore the way they behave. So we were really trying to repurpose purpose, our, all of the, 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 the strengths we had as an organization to try and, uh, and leverage something out there to, to try and impact how people were behaving around COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So you were creating these picture-based messages to send to people to tell them about the, the why for the lockdown and, and get them to, to change their behavior. Yes, and, and also to be used in the WhatsApp medium. Um, you know, everyone, WhatsApp just seemed to explode during that time and everyone was trusting what they were getting on WhatsApp. Um, so we were hoping that by trusting our facilitators and by making sure that the messages were pure and sound and, and, and appropriate, that we were able to flood out some of the nonsense that was out there circulating at the same time. Yeah. What were some of those myths that, that you had to focus on to make sure that people understood the right thing? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I mean, one of them was definitely that white people only um, could get this virus and that black people were immune. Um, the other one was that if you hadn't traveled anywhere, you you wouldn't have to get it. Um, there, there was a lot of kind of uh, snake oil salesman type of stuff in terms of cures or or spiritual people in various types of faiths, uh, you know, claiming to create some sort of spiritual immunity to the thing and therefore taking people's personal responsibility out of managing that. So, you know, those a lot of those things have been floating through the interwebs um, <laughs> that we've had to tackle in one way or another. Yeah. 
What have you seen around the impact that these pictures have had in the community and, and in the way that people see COVID-19? So, Matt, I, it's so interesting because you can't see it, can you? It's all coming through WhatsApp. I'm on a big WhatsApp group with all of our facilitators across the country. There are about 60 of them. And uh, the first thing has been the sort of level of engagement uh, around my facilitators and them wanting to distribute this as far and wide as they possibly can. And then um, the, the, the take-up and need has been coming back to us in saying, hang on, these messages are amazing, but can we have them in Tosa or can we have them in Zulu and so on? And so there's just been this feedback and engagement coming from the field and then back to us where the trainers were really, really feeling like this was giving them platforms to engage they were on all sorts of WhatsApp groups. People would come back about those memes that they'd read and ask questions and so on. So there, there was just a lot of conversation and a lot of driving towards getting the right message. Um, and, that, and our training team, interestingly, were then coming back onto our WhatsApp group with stuff that they'd been sent and saying, is this real? Is this valid? And of course, so much of it wasn't. And so what we were able to do then was to go and look on Snopes.com or any of those other sort of fact-checking type sites and then recirculate the rebuttals of the, the work that they were doing. So it just started creating this flow of information from, you know, from our, our bedrooms <laughs> in, in Johannesburg across to, you know, the forest, forest corner of, of South Africa. When we spoke earlier, you mentioned that Ilovo Sugar Africa was also involved in this project. How, how did they get involved? Well, you know, they had already been working. They're obviously a, a critical um, business and are having to stay open during this time. And you can imagine the nightmare for the executive team of Ilovo and, and many other businesses that are trying to stay open is how do you keep your staff safe? How do you keep them um, educated well enough so that they are able to behave in ways that protect their customers and their staff from each other and so on? So um, Ilovo had also been working on this picture-based learning process um, to distribute messages to their staff and so we were able to working with the same artist we were able to combine you know all of the, the collective work that we would be able to do it and do and then and then take it to a much broader scale I mean Ilova of course it doesn't just operate in South Africa they operate in a few African countries and I know that uh um, or, you know, the, these memes have already been translated into other African languages um, in other African countries, again, through the pull factor, through people getting them in English and going, hang on, these are awesome, but can we please have them in our local language too? Um, you know, which is just speaking to the impact of pictures and picture-based learning that can just transcend countries and languages and people um, and, and kind of strikes a chord and it engages with people. So I think Ilovo very much buys into that methodology as well. So they've been a wonderful partner and have been funding the, the artwork that we've been uh, able to distribute. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Also, a final question. I mean, obviously for, for HR leadership, this whole COVID-19 pandemic that we are currently in the middle of is, is really front of mind. What do you think this means in, in terms of, of corporate HR, the, the experience that you have gone through in AvoVision? Hmm. You know, I think that standing in the middle of it and knowing that nothing will ever be the same again is an appropriate way of thinking about it, which, which means we need to rethink and reimagine how we engage with the world. I think recognizing that everybody is struggling and going through the process in their own time and at their own pace and, and needs 
to come to terms with what, with what this new world is presenting to us. I don't even think we've really got words to define it yet. And preaching the story of, of self-compassion around not driving super productivity and around being able to stay in touch with the people in your organization to, um, to sense where they're at and figure out where you can be enabling them to be able to respond in the most powerful way that they are capable of at this time. You know, in, in our organization, we have one person working from home who we found out quite recently doesn't even have a desk to work on. She has a laptop, she has uh, Wi-Fi, but she's battling with hours and hours of sitting on her bed working on her lap. So what is it that we can do as an organization to try and support that kind of thing um, is important. I've got a, a dad on my team who has a, I think about a 14 or 15 month old baby and his wife is a school teacher who's now doing online learning for um, uh, for six or seven hours a day. So she can't actually even touch that little baby during that time. And and how does he then respond from a, a you know, productivity perspective and how do we support him in being able to still feel like he's a valuable part of our team, even though he's not able to deliver what he used to be able to deliver. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of new that we all have to get used to and uh, having some compassion with the process with ourselves and the people around us, I think is probably one of the key, key things that we're all grappling with right now. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Jules, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Lita. So this has been Lita Curry for Talent Talks in conversation with Jules Newton, director and founder of Avocado Vision. If you need more information about the memes around COVID-19, please check out www.talenttalks.net.